Welcome to Ghostly. Is Jolia Prison Haunted? Ghostly is a podcast that will be coming out every week until Halloween. That was a change. When we will be going back to every other week after Halloween. In each episode, we take a ghost story or a paranormal event and look into its complete history. Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real. And my job then is to debate those pieces of evidence and get you, the listener, prepared to vote on if it's real or not. If you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. And as always, we're your host. I'm Pat. And I'm Rebecca. What's been going on, Rebecca? Well, we are hard at work at uh, on the book club, the Ghostly Book Club. We definitely are, yeah. Yeah, we have uh, picked our book and we've set up the website and it is ready to go. So we did make a slight change from our last episode. We did. We did. So originally, we were going to limit it to people on Ghostly Society on Facebook. Yeah, but that's not fair, right? It, yeah, there were some people. I that... love my society people. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yes. And and they are going to get, you know, some special stuff. And they get early yeah. access to information and all sorts of things. But, you know, I was feeling bad. I, I wanted people to be able to join even if you're not on social media. So you can actually go to ghostlypodcast.com and click on book club and sign up. And the thing is, the books that we will be reading are going to be about something to do with episodes that are coming out. And we'll be doing one every couple of months. So it's not too stressful. But this is the kind of book club where you need to read the book, right? Yeah, this is, I'm not saying uh, that you can't have some sort of beverage while you're at the book club uh, on online, but um, you need to also be prepared to talk about the book. Okay, English professor. Sorry, that's the way it goes. <laughs> so how do they sign up for this book club then? Yeah, so again, go to ghostlypodcast.com and click on mm-hmm. book club and there'll be a form right there. Just give us your name and email and we'll send you information. You'll probably get a, at least one or maybe even two emails from me. Uh, I, I will bring, uh, we'll send out some questions yeah. and some things to think about. Um, and then uh, we'll also, of course, make sure you have the link to join us live. Via uh, Zoom. Via Zoom. Because um, uh, everyone has to have Zoom nowadays, right? Uh, mm. And our, our first meeting is going to be Thursday, October 29th. Yes. So perfect timing for Halloween. So Thursday yeah. night, October 29th. And um, costumes are welcome. In fact, yeah. encouraged. You could even dress up and look like Bob from Bob After Dark, if you wanted to. <laughs> you could, you could. We actually have had a, a good number of people sign up, so I, I hope we have a few more. I have some good ideas of how to do this in a in a fun way where everyone gets to participate. And, you know, I might have something for whoever has the best costume. Whoa. This is being announced here. Uh, to me, too. <laughs> because we just put out our new ghostly masks. Now, we've had masks in the past, but uh, these masks are um, from our vendor that we use for our store, and we love the quality of them. And uh, these masks are spectacular. Yeah. Where our other ones were great, these are like even better. Yes. I'm, I'm very so. excited about these masks. And so I might have a mask to hand out. There you go. Yeah. And we've got yeah. all sorts of other great merchandise out there. And maybe we'll add a few more things for Christmas. You never know. Could Who happen. knows? Who knows? 
Uh, and we might even have a sale going on around Halloween time. You know, I mean, October is such a special month. It's the ghostliest time of the year. It is. All right. So we don't do this very often, um, but we do have a section in here that we like to call shout outs. Shout outs. Now, there are two ways that you can get a shout out on Ghostly. One is to leave us a review on Apple Podcast, right? Yeah, and we love that. Yeah, we do, absolutely. And uh, we do have one of those today. <gasps> Ooh, exciting. But I'd like to start off by our other way that you can uh, get a shout out, and that is to help us on Buy Me a Coffee. Um, so you can get to that right through our webpage, too. Uh, if you go to Ghostly Podcast, you'll see the link in the menu where it's Buy Us a Coffee. If you buy us a coffee or become a member, we will give you a shout out. Yeah, on the show. And uh, so this time, Jody, our trivia winner. Yay, Jody. She bought us some coffee. That was so nice. She so did if we not seem extra jittery today, it's because of Jody. Yeah. Thank you, Jody. Thank you. And Candy, Candy became a member. So uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, Candy has been a listener since the very beginning. Yeah, we really appreciate it. You know, Pat and I do this show on our own. Yeah. We're not uh, on a network or any any big group. We're, well, even though we have ads, nobody's paying for ads. Yeah, those are those more are for us, us and yeah. for our friends. And uh, and so we, we do this out of uh, uh, joy for ourselves. But, you know. It's any, nice to get a coffee. Any, any, any support is uh, is certainly helpful. Coffee is expensive. For just being beans and water, it is coffee. It is expensive. Well, your coffee is. Yeah, because I like it fancy. Yeah. So Uh, so do you want to read our Apple podcast review? Absolutely. Who's it by? Um, The old B... Wait. The old (laughs) BM likes mac and cheese. (laughs) The old BM likes mac and cheese. I love that. Yep. There you go. Uh, so this uh, says spectacularly spooky. I just started listening to this podcast to help make my jogs more interesting, and I love it. Wow. I'm kind of team in the middle, although I've had a couple experiences in my, I'm guessing, life uh, I can't fully explain. The mix of history and ghost stories makes for a perfect combination and a spectacularly spooky podcast. Wow. That is a great review. Yeah. And it was five star. You it, know, it was a five star review. I mean, they don't always have to be five star, but we really love the five star, of yeah. course, right? It helps us a lot and it helps people find us. Absolutely. Do you have any listener mail for us? I do have some listener mail for us. Uh and and I'm I'm excited to read this one. It's a little long, but um Okay. It's going to be good. All right. All right. Uh okay, so it says, "Hey guys, my name is Ariana, and I label myself as a skeptical believer. I recently found your podcast just trying to find something paranormal to listen to, and I stumbled on Ghostly. I instantly fell in love with the podcast. I loved hearing from both sides of the argument, from learning history, listening to the evidence, and the debates. I also have a couple more podcasts I want to listen to that are right up my alley from you guys giving suggestions as I found my love for podcasts. Awesome. Maybe Bob will get a listener. Maybe, yeah. All right. So here we go. I know you guys love ghost stories that pertain to your fans. I often go back and forth uh, between mind of believing and not believing as I was still young and I had some crazy imagination. 
My family and I moved from Hammond, Indiana, so I have some fond memories of Chicago to Dothan, Alabama. Oh, well, I know Hammond, Indiana. I don't know Dothan. Okay. Culture shock is an understatement. <laughs> I, mm. could, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, for a while, we lived with my grandparents and soon enough got our own place. It was a small trailer on two acres of land, and behind our land was a nice little wooded area. There are two events that really stick out in my mind. First was of this doll I had and is now the reason why I'm scared of them. This Ooh. is why I think... There might be a future episode about a doll. I mean... I'm, just, I'm not going to say when, but there might be one. Well, uh, there's a lot of creepy dolls out there. Yeah. My Bob, Bob loves those Bob dolls. loves the creepy dolls, yes. You should all send him some. Uh, my grandmother mm. gifted me a doll, one of those baby dolls, not porcelain. She had blonde hair, blue eyes, and pale skin. She resembled me, and that's why my grandmother gave her to me. I loved this doll in the beginning, played with her all the time, and as any kid around the age of eight or nine, I ended up losing interest in it and basically threw it in my closet. The doll would often appear out of the closet. Whoa. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that sounds creepy. Most of the time after school or dinner, so I couldn't blame my other two siblings. There was even a time I buried her under things, only I knew where she was. She somehow ended up on my bed, which was the top bunk. Wow. I want to believe my brother or sister did it as a joke, but even to this day, they both say they never did. I finally got rid of her and any other doll I had at this <laughs> point. I still have a really big fear of dolls because of this. The second event I still can't explain. This was sometime after the whole doll situation. I was left home with my baby brother who was napping. We also didn't have pets at the time before I began this. Like it was just the two of us in the house. He was napping and I was in my room folding clothes. He was a baby at the time and still stayed in my parents' room. Their room shared the same wall as my sister's and my room. So if my brother woke up, I could hear him. I was folding my clothes and all of a sudden I hear what sounds like someone shaking his crib. Not like he was mo moving crib noises, but shaking it. So I went to mm. check on him thinking he was awake. He wasn't. I brushed it off and thought I was hearing things. Went to my room and finished folding laundry. And not even five minutes later, I hear it again. I go back in and check again. My brother hasn't moved and I start kind of freaking out at this point. I brush it off though. I go back and hear it again. At this point, I just grab my little brother. I didn't care if I woke him up or not. I did have a couple of friends say they always felt uncomfortable in the house and heard voices. I lived in a trailer and not in a wonderful neighborhood, so I didn't think anything of it. I also had a friend say she saw a face in the back of the closet, but to me that doesn't seem to be anything because it's a dark closet and my parents constantly had things against the wall in the closet. So I don't know. Sorry for making this long, but I have one more story. It's at a different place though. After my parents got a divorce and my dad got a house in the middle of town, that's where a lot of old houses sit and whatnot. In this house, it always felt like someone was there with you. I can't explain it any other way. My dad and my older brother often would get into heated arguments like screaming matches they just constantly butted heads. The spirit did not like that. It would often throw things across the room. The most memorable was a light bulb. Light bulb was sitting on the edge of our fireplace. It wasn't on the edge of the ledge. Uh, the edge of the ledge. Yes. 
It wasn't it on the edge, and the ledge was plenty <laughs> big enough for the light bulb. The edge of the ledge. The edge of the ledge. Uh, they are screaming. They never laid hands on each other, just screaming. I'm watching because they are screaming, and the light bulb comes crashing to the middle of the floor. No one was near it. No one is stomping their feet. They also weren't screaming loud enough to shatter glass or anything. We call it a calm ghost, and it hated when people fought. (laughs) It was its way to get people to stop because you know what it worked. Because you know what it worked. Anytime we saw something fly from a different place, both my dad and brother knew it was time to stop. Wow. That's it. Thank you for taking the time to read this. Thank you for making Ghostly. I'm almost caught up. Uh, I'm currently on the Jack the Ripper episode. I really enjoy your guys' stuff and can't wait to see what the future holds for you guys with much appreciation. Aw, that was really nice. That was super nice. Um, Yeah, that's crazy, right? Yeah. You know, flying light bulbs and... Dolls appearing out of nowhere. Cribs. Cages. (laughs) They kept the kid in a cage. (laughs) Maybe they should have kept him in a cage. There probably wouldn't be as much rattling, I'm thinking. Well, I tell you, growing up, my mom and my older brother had many, many a screaming match, and I wish we had had a ghost that would interrupt that. That would throw light bulbs at him? (laughs) Well, you know, or at least to the ground and kind of shake things up a little bit. (laughs) Well, thank you very much, Ariana. We really appreciate it, and you have a cool name. Just thought I'd say that. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. So, um, well, I know I probably didn't get any votes in the polls from the Country House episode. <laughs> well, um, it was a pretty creepy episode. Yeah. And I got a lot of like mail from people being like, how could you not believe this? <laughs> I, you know, so I, I guess it's time to do the. Hey, polls. you've won the last couple. So, you know, have some And I'm going to win this hope. one, too. So, I mean, might as well uh, it's give poss- you one occasionally. It's, <laughs> it's possible. Um, all right. So, our last episode, as we mentioned, we talked about the country house. The question was, is the country house restaurant haunted? Yes, 66.7%. Wow. No, 33.3%. I really thought it would be a blowout. Well, I think that's pretty good. I mean, I do too. I mean, you won, you know, obviously, but, you know, it's closer to 50-50, so I'm just going to call it a tie. Um, No. (laughs) Well, I control the stats on the website, so I'll just mark this one as a tie. No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, I really thought it was going to be closer to like 90 to 10. Yeah. No, I, I think I think the skeptics like voting on the website. We get uh some more skeptics when we're we're on the website rather than Or maybe than on less believers media. go on the website. Uh, so whether you're hashtag team believer or hashtag team skeptic, you're gonna need to go over to ghostlypodcast.com, click on polls and vote in the polls. It's that easy. It's that easy. And we're going to have uh, all sorts of, as we said, extra episodes coming up here. So more important than ever Yes, to and, get on the website and vote. And we're going to have many debates in each one of those episodes, too, that you're going to want to vote on. Absolutely. So it might change the outcome of the conclusion episode that we have planned. Yeah, it's going to all lead up to the conclusion episode. Right? It's going to be... So speaking of episodes, let's just get into this one, okay? Yep. So I am super excited about doing Joliet Prison. Um, We kind of touched upon Joliet Prison when we talked 
with Nick Mataragas. Uh, remember, he's not the host of Freak of the Week. No, podcast. he is not the host of Freak, the Freak of the Week, which Ghostly has been on. Yes. With not Nick Mataragas. No. Yeah, with David Hickney. Right. That is not a fictitious person. Right. And I'm not just saying that. Nick Mataragas at all. And not Nick Mataragas. But anyways, he um, he was John Wayne Gacy. In um, in (laughs) Ghost Adventures, in a Ghost Adventure episode, I mean, he probably was John Wayne Gacy too. I mean, I I, I don't know, (laughs) I don't know exactly how that works, but he probably was. Uh, If you ever see the pictures of him portraying him, or if you watch that Ghost Adventures episode, it is pretty creepy. (laughs) You know, Nick is a pretty creepy guy most of the time, and he was especially creepy then. So, geez, um. No, I mean, we really appreciated Nick coming on. But then we found out that two of Ghostly's friends have separate books about Joliet Prison. That are coming out or, or already just came out. They they already came out. Yeah. Yeah. And um, here's the thing. When we did the John Wayne Gacy episode, we touched upon Joliet Prison, but we didn't go over everything. And I really thought that it deserved its own episode anyways. Yes. So uh, Wendy Moxley Rowe. Uh, who was on our Batcher's Grove episodes, um, has a book titled Haunted Joliet Prison. And uh, Chicago's queen of the paranormal, Ursula Bielski, has a book called The Haunting of Joliet Prison. Ursula was part of our Chicago's paranormal panel. And, and a lot of the ghost stories associated to Chicago either were first brought to our attention by Ursula or she took part in some of the investigation of those things. Even our last episode on the Country House, that was Ursula's second investigation in 1988. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when we do Chicago episodes, it usually has something to do with Ursula anyways. Yeah, and and we've, and we've also Wendy has definitely been a source for us as well for Absolutely. Bachelor's Grove. Absolutely. So. Uh, so knowing all of this we really wanted to take a look at Joliet Prison before we read the books. I'm that kind of person. I wanted I want to have de- I want to have all the details before I start reading. Yeah, and we definitely encourage you all to check out those books as well. I'll certainly yeah. have links to them in our show notes. Yeah, so uh yeah, cuz I I really like to know the history of these stories before diving into those books. I'm sure both of them do a great job. Uh Wendy is actually like a historian. Oh, yeah, so absolutely. I am sure that they cover the history probably better than we do even. But I like to have that information at hand when I'm reading. Uh, also, I've been to Joliet Prison many times. Really? Not as an inmate, oh. Rebecca. I knew where you were going with, oh, with that. okay. Um, but just, you know, I used to drive over there as a late night cruise that I used to take. <laughs> I know it seems weird, but I would go to... Um, to St. James at Sag Bridge. Um, and, you know, oftentimes that would lead me into Joliet, which um, is only about, you know, 15 miles away from St. James. Yes. The Joliet Prison. Right. Uh, and then when I would come back, I would go past Resurrection Cemetery. It was kind of like my weekly thing I would do. Wow. And yet you're not a believer. <laughs> it's very weird. And um, I talked Rebecca into going there with me 
last night. Yeah, I it was it was uh, I was tired after a long day. I did a lot of fall activities yesterday, yes. pumpkins and apples and all sorts of things, but I did not. Uh but I was I was uh I was persuaded and I I'm very happy that we went. Uh I learned a lot and and it's really interesting to see how this fits into the Chicago paranormal landscape. Like I'm glad the south side at least. Right, the know? south side Chicago paranormal landscape like like you said, really, Joliet Prison is not that far from, from Archer, Avenue. Archer Avenue and all of yeah. the spookiness there. And I mean, we drove by chats and all sorts of stuff. So it was, um, it, this is all right in there. So what was your first impressions of um, Joliet Prison? It's like a castle. I mean, you can tell it's a prison, but it's like a castle. Like it was just really weird um, to, to see. Like it's just not what you would expect in the no. middle of like a neighborhood. Well, I think the neighborhood was built around the prison. Uh, I don't think that I don't think the neighborhood came first and then the prison was that's probably put in true. there. Yeah. yeah. But it just was it it, it was uh, a, a different looking prison to have a stone like a old stone limestone. I'm sure you'll tell us more oh, about, about the building of it. But <laughs> you know, just super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And we might have seen some stuff there. Huh? We might have. It might come up in the debate. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, do you have a ghost story for us? I do. I do. I made it a little shorter because I knew our listener mail was a little longer. Okay. But, uh, All right. Well, let's hear it. Okay. I'm going to do my best. I'm so angry right now. This place is a joke. The warden and the guards think they have it all figured out, but they don't. We'll show them who's really in charge of this place. They keep giving us beans and treating us like animals. Huh. But some get special privileges and don't share nothing. It's cold and dark here, and men just scream all day and night. This riot never ends. I hear the warden is dead, but I don't know. I hear some prisoners are dead, but I don't think so. I haven't seen anyone dead. We're all just so angry about it all. This place is full of rotten scum. Tell us who you are. Who's there? What voice is that? Are you angry? Yeah, I'm angry. What happened here? What do they mean, what happened here? It's a riot. These dumb people, they keep coming and asking questions when we just want to get out of here. We just need to get something to the warden. Show him who's boss, then he'll listen. Can you tell us your name? I'm not telling nobody my name. Can you tell us why you're here? Riot! Who keeps asking these dumb questions? Can't they see what's happening? What are they doing here anyway? I keep seeing a light flashing, but I don't see who's talking. I just see me and the other shouting. Time to get this thing underway. What was that? I think I just heard a gunshot. I smell blood. Something happened. Is anyone here with us? Yes. Always yes. Why do they keep asking? Wow. Okay, that was a little bit uh, demented there, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> I was inspired to go a little different this time. It was a little different. I, I enjoyed it, but... Blood doesn't smell. I just want to let you know that. You can't smell blood. Well, you smell something from the blood. 
people did. That is a I claim people made. I worked in made. blood banking for 20 years, and I was around blood constantly. It doesn't have an odor. What about when it's drying up? People do. It's like there's a blood, <laughs> there's a there's like a metallic thing. Mm, I never smelled it. Okay. Yeah, but that was a really good ghost story, and it's based upon what the 1975 riots. Yes. We're going to talk about that and in the history the section. And the paranormal investigations that happen to Ooh. this day. Well, I'm not going to cover that in the history section because, <laughs> yeah, that would be not fair because you would win the debate then. And I need to win this one. Okay. So in order to get it out of people's mind, let's go ahead and take a break. And then we'll do the history, all, all the facts, all the hashtag Pat facts. And we'll put it out there, and then people could just go vote right after hearing that. Uh, nope. Still got to do the debate. We'll be back in a minute. Oh, hey there, Count Panic. I got a question for you. What's that, Bob? What do you know about Mothman, the Loch Ness Monster, ghosts, demons, and things that go bump in the night? Not much, Bob. Well, lucky for you, we host a podcast called Bob After Dark, where we talk about legends, lore, and the supernatural. Wow, where can I find this podcast? Wherever you find your great podcasts at. All right, we are back. And this episode's history section is sponsored by hashtag patfacts. Patfacts. Pats facts. From a skeptic point of view. Pats facts. He presents it all to you. Pats facts facts. <laughs> so I had no idea of the history of Joliet Prison. I, I'm. I'm not going to lie. When I was younger, I didn't really care so much about the history part of it. And I just knew that it was the place where they filmed the opening scene in the Blues Brothers. That's all that I knew about it. Um, but I never really cared or had the resources to do the research when I was younger. I also probably thought it was Statesville. A lot of people get these two confused. Um, Statesville is a very popular prison here. I talk about it a little bit in this, but this predates Statesville okay. by a lot. Yeah, okay. And Statesville, Statesville still used? Mm. Or is that also closed? I believe it's closed. We might want to check that, though. Okay, sorry. Um, now, Joliet Prison first opened its doors in 1858, but the prison itself was made by inmates of other prisons. Now, this place looks like a castle. It's so ornate for a prison, uh, which just adds to its spookiness, right? Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, it was designed by the same architect that did Water Tower Place. Oh, and they're both made with those uh, limestones, which makes a lot of sense, and they do look very similar. Yeah, that, that look of the castle look. Yeah. yeah, but what gives it that castle look has a lot to do with the limestones uh, that it was made of. and. That limestone was actually quarried on site. So this was before dynamite, too. So it was probably all done by by pickaxes. They were probably down in a quarry <laughs> with pickaxes. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that made me think, you know, it's time for a time perspective. We haven't done one of these in a while. Okay. Yep. That's always good. Take, yeah, a, absolutely. Take, a, take a look. So Joliet Prison opened up three years before Abraham Lincoln took office and the Civil War began. 
five wow. years before the Gettysburg battle. So to put it into our relationship with our episodes, James Buchanan was our president at the time. Uh, there were no cars. There was no electricity, no bicycles yet, and no radio. So pickaxes. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> and in fact, in, in 1858, Ezra Warner invented the first U.S. can opener. Although canned food existed at least 50 years prior to this, people were suggested to use a chisel and hammer to open cans. Uh, the rotary washing machine was invented by Hamilton Smith and Jean Lenore mm -hmm. invented an internal combustion engine. Wow. All in 1858. Okay. So that gives us a little idea of what life was like. It was dark. There was, you know, th there were no bikes. There were no cars. There were no, there was no nothing. There was nothing to do. There was no radio. So people didn't, people didn't even have podcasts then. Right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I brought up the Civil War and... Uh, like a lot of prisons in those times, it not only held criminals in its cells, it also housed prisoners of war. And they might have been in separate cell blocks, but both the war criminals and the prisoners shared the yard, which is kind of insane in today's terms. Yeah. Because we don't associate uh, prisoners of war as being criminals. Definitely. But they were there with criminals. I don't know if that, you know, like they could have converted over some of the criminals to their side or, or you know, the criminals could have converted some of the prisoners <laughs> of war to become criminals. I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it really didn't take long for the first correctional officer to be killed on duty. It happened in 1865, and the CO, which is correctional officer, I'm just going to abbreviate it from now on. You're giving us the prison lingo? Yeah, the CO. Uh, his name was Joseph Clark. So these were really brutal times back then. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, the I mean, not here, but kind of Wild Westy times a, a little bit still. Well, I'm sure in the West, yeah. Yeah. But this is Joliet. This isn't West. So. I know, but you know. But yeah, yeah. I would definitely associate it with those same times. Uh, overcrowding was just always a thing for Joliet Prison. Even in 1872, Joliet Prison set records for a single prison to have 1,239 inmates. So um, since there weren't cars... A lot of the COs and a lot of the people that worked in the prison lived either really close to the prison or would stay at the prison itself. Wow. Yeah. So I love my job. Don't get me wrong. But I am sure glad to go home at night. I mean, imagine if your work was your home. Well, it kind of is nowadays, Well, right? yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I, yeah, especially a prison. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. Uh, the prison did have plans to have a section for female inmates. This didn't work out too well because they were so overcrowded. So they constantly moved their female inmates from one cell block to another. Until in 1896, when they built a mini replica of the prison across the street from where the prison stands to hold the female inmates. Uh, you got to see that yesterday. What did you think? I did. That was really odd. And it's right on the street. Like there wasn't yeah. even like a 
fence in front of it. I guess they figured the ladies were just going to stay. Well, I don't think that their yard area was out front. No, no. I'm sure that was in the back, but it just was, yeah. But I, I think that they always uh, considered female inmates to be more civilized uh, yeah, well. than the male ones. But, you know, we did Bonnie and Clyde, and I don't know. <laughs> um, so I think that there was also a prison in Cuba that was a replica of Joliet Prison, but I think it closed in the 1990s sometime. Okay. Um, the conditions of the prison were really unthinkable, especially in today's standards. It didn't even have running water until after 1917. And with the prison being almost 60 years old, and with all the advancements that were happening at that time, like plumbing and electricity and stuff, uh, they figured that it would cost less money to open a new modern prison than to do the modernization needed to bring Joliet Prison up to the modern times. So they opened up another prison in Joliet, a more famous prison called Statesville. There it is. And I, it is still open. It is still open. It is okay. still open, yep. But Statesville wasn't big enough to hold all the prisoners, though. And Joliet Prison stayed open. <laughs> well, in Chicago, <laughs> you know, we have what we have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the 60s, Joliet Prison not only held all of its prisoners, it also became a holding prison for inmates awaiting final assignment. So that's why we have Gacy being there for a short time. So it was like a jail, which is like the jail yeah. is where you stay while you're yep, on trial yep. and all of that. Okay. But they would process 20,000 transient inmates a year. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. That is a lot, 20,000, in addition to them being overcrowded as it was. So Joliet Prison has been in a lot of movies and television screens throughout the years. Uh, I try to mention them throughout this when the timing fits. Okay. One of the times was in 1966 when there was an episode of Get Smart filmed there. Remember Get Smart? Yes. Uh, it was season two, episode 14 for all you Get Smart junkies out there. It was called The Whole Tooth and dot, dot, dot. In the episode, Maxwell Smart gets himself thrown into prison so that he can talk to another inmate that was there. That's all I remember of the actual episode. I don't remember anything more. So was it still open as a prison, even though they were filming yes. there? Wow. Yes. It How was, dangerous is that? In fact, uh, we're not going to talk about it for a while, but a lot of the filming was done while the prison was still open. That's, wow, okay. Yeah. So in 1975, there was a major event at the prison. Uh, I'm not going to get into all the inmates that were there, although, um, have you ever heard of the crime of the century? Yes. Yeah, the um, people involved with that were held here. As, okay. So, and Gacy, I mean, obviously, we are For a know. short period of time, yeah. and Speck was there for a short period of time. But, I mean... Um, we're not going to get into all that. It would just be too much for us to be able to get into that. But I want to cover some major events. So okay. in 1975, there was a major event at the prison. Uh, some of the gangs of the prison took over and held some of the COs, remember? Mm -hmm. That's our abbreviation of correctional officers, as hostages. Uh, their primary grievance was that, they're, that they were just going to be there temporarily. 
that they had so much control over the prison that they wanted to stay there rather than risk going to another prison and being controlled by the COs there. So the gangs killed a former gang member that was cooperating with the warden. His name was Herbert Cadillac Catlett. So this is where we get into the mafia names again, right? With <laughs> yeah. Herbert the Cadillac <laughs> Catlett. <laughs> uh, warden Fred L. Finkbeiner. I love that name. <laughs> that is an amazing <laughs> name. Finkbeiner. Uh, was actually standing in the blood of Cadillacs uh, while negotiating with the inmates after after he was killed. Uh, the warden actually delivered the eulogy at Cadillac's wake in Chicago Heights. That is so Chicago. I can't right? even mm-hmm. handle it. Like, just, <laughs> you know... Listen, you killed the Cadillac. I killed the Cadillac. I'm standing in his blood. I'm Finkbeiner. <laughs> Finkbeiner. <laughs> and yet, you know, he was a good guy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a eulogy at his funeral. Like, you know, you guys are yeah. good. Hey, you got to. You got to do it. <laughs> uh, in 1980, uh, while the prison was still open, Rebecca, okay. the opening of the Blues Brothers movie was filmed there. So you see John Belushi's character, Jake Blues, Um, being released, and Dan Aykroyd's character, uh, Elwood Blues, was picking him up across the street, and that was by the woman's prison. Yeah. So I made you watch that, too. Yes, and I've seen the door. Yeah, you've seen the door, and I pointed it out when we got there, Mm -hmm. too. Uh, In 1994, again, prison still open, uh, Saturday Night Live did a skit there concerning prison life with Chris Farley and Martin Lawrence. So here is when it ends, Rebecca. Okay. In 2002, it was the official closing of Joliet Prison. It was in serious need of major renovations, and this time they just couldn't find the money for it. So they decided to close it. And on May 30th, 2017, one of the buildings, uh, it was actually the Mattress Factory, uh, because, yeah, they would actually... um, make stuff for people outside of the prison and sell it. That's how they raised some of the money. Uh, And they did have a mattress factory. Um, It was heavily damaged by a fire, the cause of which was later determined to be arson. Mm. This is the third building to be severely damaged or destroyed by fire at the facility. In 2017, um, it was featured in Season 1, Episode 9 of Netflix Mindhunter, as the prison holding serial killer Richard Speck. Oh, Mindhunter is amazing. It is. I really love that. Um, and Richard Speck, oh man, we could we could do yeah, a whole episode a whole about other him. Thing, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was in 2017. And as of 2018, the Joliet Area Historical Museum is running tours of the penitentiary for Route 66 travelers and other interested parties. They have different tours um, that are being offered. They have a historic tour. They have a photographer uh, tripod-friendly tour and a paranormal tour. There you go. And I'm sure, obviously, some of that has been curtailed right now, but I I do know they're still doing some things there. Well, actually, I just read that they're opening a haunted house there. Well, there you go. Yeah. So I don't know if it's going to actually be this year, but I believe it is. Because oh, wow. when we were there, there were signs for it. Okay. Um, 
And the last bit of history that I have is in 2019, Old Joliet Prison, which you saw the sign, it says Old Joliet Prison, Mm -hmm. and you made a remark that that must be something new because (laughs) they wouldn't call it Old Joliet Prison when it was open. It was featured as a haunted location in an episode of Ghost Adventure titled Serial Killer Spirits, John, John Gacy Prison, featuring our friend Nick Mataragas as Gacy, and he was filmed naked in the shower. Uh, he won't admit to this, but uh, we know that it's true. I was kind of hoping to not have to think about that today, but uh, okay. <laughs> but we can't do it without, I mean... Nick was naked in the prison. It's true. He really was. Yeah. He'll say he wasn't, but he was. He was. We did the old school VCR, pause it, frame yeah. by frame. Unfortunately, and we did that. And we did that. Yeah. Yeah. And I I've saw more of Nick than I ever wanted to see, so... <laughs> um, do you have anything to add to the history, Rebecca? Um, no, I think you got all, uh, all the, the big stuff that I read about. The only other thing I know they had was a farm. I read about that, that they would have yeah. the prisoners go work on the farm. You, you know, you mentioned the mattress factory. Yeah. That was one of the other workplaces that I, think, I, I heard about. I think the farm was just for food for the for the prisoners. That could be. To supplement their cost of food. Yeah, but it was a big deal because they were, as, as far as like the riots, or maybe it wasn't the riots, but it was just uh, problems at the prison that just, you know, prisoners that got to go do work at the farm or, or some of these other places got better privileges they almost got exposed to kind of like normal life true you know and then it was real difficult to go back in and i think it just kind of led to some of the strife yeah so man it has a lot of history behind it and um you know it's just so weird to be able to drive up to it and to see it i mean it kind of hits you out of nowhere if you Come the direction we did, you yeah. pretty much passed uh, pass under a viaduct. There's a bunch of like uh, places that fix cars there. Uh, we went through uh, Lockport to yeah. get there. So yeah, and it's just yeah, it is. It just kind of comes up on you. You wouldn't be like, oh, I'm about to get to a prison. Yeah, there used to be signs there that would say, don't pick up hitchhikers. Yeah, of course. I didn't see any when we were taking the drive. And it though. was, I mean, just think about it. It was over a hundred years old. That it was in operation. Yeah. Like that's that's pretty pretty amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So we should probably take a break and then get into the debates. Let's get into it. All right. Hey listeners. Did you know there's a way to share with the world whether you're a hashtag team believer or hashtag team skeptic? Or for those who need it, hashtag team the middle. It's our store called Ghostly Gear. Yep. And we even have custom ghostly designs like microclimate or even the Easter Island Massacre or of the ghostly logo. Just visit our Ghostly Gear store right on ghostlypodcast.com to order your t-shirt, hoodie, mug, mask, Whatever. <laughs> okay, okay. I think we got it. Um, they just need to visit ghostlypodcast.com and click on Ghostly Gear to order right on the website and send us any ideas that you have for new merch. Exactly. Order your merch today and send us a pic of you in your ghostly gear.
right, we're back. Are you ready for the debate? I am ready for the debate. Okay, then we are ready for the debate. (laughs) Um, So what do you have for me? All right, well, I thought we should start with our own experiences. Oh, I'd rather not. Because you you know that it's true. (laughs) You're the (laughs) one that pointed this out to me. By the okay, way, okay, all right. But like listeners should know that. Um, so we parked and got out, and and we're it's again in this parking lot right at the prison. I mean, just there's not a lot of uh, space between you and the prison. And um, on the second floor, kind of towards the the front door, almost it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a window, and you saw lights coming from the window. Now at first. I was like, oh, no, no, that's just a reflection of car lights. Like, because yeah. you could see there's like plastic yeah. in the window. Um, not just in that window, in other windows as well. Um, but the more I looked at it, I was like, no, it's not timing right. Yeah. With the street. And then you noticed. And it looked like... Uh- it looked like an old school ghost, you know, trying to like scare something. It was very Scooby Doo. It was, it yeah. Really did. It looked yeah. like it looked like the Scooby Doo ghost, and you noticed you're like it, it seems to be like kind of regular on the like timing almost. Well, okay, but the really odd thing is that there were no other cars in the parking lot. I think that's the part because you kept because I was like, well, no, I'm sure it's just people working on the haunted house or working on the whatever in there. And then you were like, no, but where are there cars? Like, there's no cars here yeah. of, like, people working It took me a while anything. to get that concept into you. Yeah, you I couldn't. Like, I was like, I don't know what I don't you're know, talking about. But, I'm but trying just... to be the skeptic, okay? <laughs> For once. <laughs> um, so, and it was weird because it was the only window. The only window that had that. Like, any yeah. of the windows next to it. There were some other windows that reflected the light right. that we were able to prove that were reflecting the light. Yeah. But this one was very odd. It was. It was a very odd window. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I do have some pictures and a little video, so we'll see yeah. if I can get those together and put those out there for you guys to look at. But uh, And yeah. you put it on the website? Yeah, I'll put some pictures on the website. I don't know if we can put the video there, but that'll certainly be on Well, we could put it on YouTube, media. and then we could link to the website It's, it's like four well. seconds of video, but, mm. you know, anyways. Um, okay, it's interesting. Well, um, so... After a night of thinking about it, I really believe that this was some kind of like projector that was meant for like a Halloween decoration. Like, because it was just too much, like, as you said, Scooby Doo ghost. It was like, it was like a ghost with like a white sheet over it. Right. Or do like you, scary going, rawr. Do you remember that episode? Where it was like the chocolate ghost, the strawberry ghost, and the vanilla ghost. No, I, th- I think that's Pac-Man you're thinking No, of. no. There was a Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. episode with that. And I, I don't even remember if they were in a candy factory or ice cream factory or something like that. But that's what it looked like was just this. It had like, they had like <laughs> dripping like mud coming off of them. I really liked Scooby-Doo. Okay. So <laughs> what was what was your rating for this one? Uh, you know, I'm going to give it a five. You're going to give it a five. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, I, again, that's your lowest rating in a while. It is you one of my. You a couple of fours in one of the episodes. Yeah. The I have. I think. Yeah. I get, I just, there's too much of a reason to think that there, there could be human things going on there that yeah. we don't know about. Like, I would need to do more investigation for that number to go up. Like, yeah. is it creepy enough for me to give it a five? Yes. Yeah. But that's where I'm at. 
And because of COVID, we didn't actually go into the prison right. at all. Not that there would be a lot of people in there, but we would have to have someone let us in and do all this stuff. Right. And we didn't arrange that. We just wanted to go there at a sporadic time, you know. Yeah, see what's just up. Kind of be unannounced. Yeah. You know, when you announce yourself coming, sometimes you see more stuff than if you just show up. Yeah, the ghosts were surprised. <laughs> the ghosts were surprised. So what was your rating? I'm going to give it a zero. <laughs> um, <laughs> Even the, though you're the one that kept trying to convince me it was well, paranormal. Well, after thinking about it for the night, I really thought that it was like on a loop. Yeah, like, it, it felt a little bit like that. Like when it would go up to the top right corner of the window, um, it just felt like it was always at a certain point in this loop that was happening. So yeah. it just really felt timed. And since there is some kind of scientific reasoning for it, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I got gotcha. It's not that scientific, but I mean, people do do that. I, there's a couple of Halloween decorations that I've seen where you could actually project like ghosts into your window and they look pretty realistic now. I mean, oh, yeah. they've come a long way. This is one of those kind of things, especially since they're opening a haunted house. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for the next one? Probably not, but let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is the singing ghost. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. So in the summer of 1932, thousands of people, like 5,000 some people, like gathered, like from Joliet to Chicago, gathered at the... It's the cemetery. I've heard it called a couple different things. Mm. Um, the one source is the old penitentiary cemetery, but it's it's b- by the women's prison. Okay. But it was where they would bury both inmates, inmates from yeah. both jails, right? Yeah. Or both prisons. Um, and so they were the, coming there in, the, in search of the singing ghosts Ooh. that was said to have been seen wandering among the graves. Um, this is from one source. It said, as was typical at the time, these early ghost hunters came armed with shotguns, knives, mm-hmm. and other weapons. No, that's just Joliet. <laughs> that's just what they do in Joliet all the time. Anywhere but they go. I, I just that. think that's so crazy to <laughs> be like, they, they're like, it's a ghost, so I'm bringing my knife. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I carry a pocket knife wherever I go. Well, so. okay. Yeah. Um, whew. Well, Rebecca, I have some rather bad news for you. What's that? On your bit of evidence. It's been debunked, actually. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, the ghost was revealed to be an inmate at the prison who enjoyed singing on the way to and from his duties, working the pumps at the nearby Joliet quarries, which uh, took him through the burying grounds. Oh, so they figured out who it was. They figured it out. It was just like a guy singing. On it was just head. a guy, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what Homer, you... I was thinking, I'm like, 5,000 people coming to see this 5, ghost. 5,000 people saw a ghost, yeah. No, <laughs> it was not a ghost. Um, but I but I hear he had a beautiful voice, though. Uh, well, okay. okay. Beautiful singing voice. Uh, what would you rate this evidence? Well, then I'm going to give that one like a three. A three? Yeah, that, that sounds pretty... Even though proven to be this person, you're still going three, not a zero. Hey, you, I well, I have heard of other things going on in that cemetery. I couldn't find any other like hard stories. So, yeah. you know, I have to give a little bit that there could be something there. But, you know, yeah. 
Well, I'm going to give this one a zero okay. again. All yeah. Right. Um, because it's been debunked. Okay. So you're going to tell us about the Sausage King, right? Uh, this is my favorite. Okay. I was not ready for this story <laughs> when I started this research. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the Sausage King of Chicago was one of the earlier inmates. Wait, is that the one from Ferris Bueller? Abe Froman? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't he say that he was the Sausage King? Yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> and young listeners, if you haven't watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off, you need to go <laughs> do, do so immediately. Um, no, it is not that same same one. Oh, there, uh, there's been more than one Sausage King uh, of Chicago? I think sh- Chicago must always have to have a, a Sausage King. I'm oh. sure we could find one even so, right now. So he was usurped? Usurped? Usurped. Usurped. usurped yes i guess so that sausage king think, was usurped i think and they, they replaced him with another that's one. what we do yeah wow who's who's the current sausage king well i think we'd have to figure out who's in charge of like oscar meyer or something right now i don't know would they would that be like or would it be like more of like an italian sausage well i was gonna something? say like or vienna beef yeah, or something i mean that's like a hot dog and i don't like, I know hot dogs are sausages, but I mean, to be the sausage king. Right, right. Well, Vienna. I is think it just they like do, they money that of... you make on the sausage? I think it's that you're make? like the biggest seller of it. The biggest seller. So then, yeah, that could be like a Vienna beef. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's a research to do. Yeah. All right. So this was in 19, or sorry, excuse me, 1898. Oh, okay. Definitely not Ferris Bueller. Though. No. Uh, German, he was a German immigrant, meat packer, and quote unquote sausage king. Mm. Uh, Adolf Lutgert. 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 Yeah. We got great names in this yeah, episode. We do. Um, <laughs> he was convicted of killing and incinerating and Ooh. putting in a vat of acid his wife Louisa at his Chicago factory. Now, by uh, the way, sausage factory. By the way, we do not condone killing of wives in sausage factories on Ghostly Podcast. Uh, just putting it out there. I'm going to also say we don't condone the killing of wives, just period. Especially in sausage factories, though, because, <laughs> I mean, come on. We got to keep our sausages clean. Well, the other thing was he wasn't very smart. Um, basically, his his um, his employees were like totally, they were like, yeah, we saw him putting ashes oh, here. No. We saw him doing this. I'm pretty sure if you go in that vat over there, you're going to find oh, something. Like they were no. like the, the, the employees totally ratted him out. Um, so he, yeah, he was, he had a hung jury, but then the, they, they tried him again and, and he did get convicted. Um, and he was sent to Joliet prison for life. He had a life sentence. Um, while he's there, his mental state deteriorated and he started to babble that his dead wife was haunting him. Hmm. Um, he died in 1900, so he wasn't there very long. Um, and his factory burned down in 1902. Wow. So we could actually do a whole episode on the ghost of Louisa Lutgertz. Well, I um, want to do a whole episode on the Sausage King of Chicago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I want to get interviews of the current one. <laughs> um, but and yeah. I hope they're not killing wives still. I Yeah, let's hope not. Oh. Um, so the idea is that perhaps um, that she did come back to haunt him um, again, he used to say that and he started kind of going crazy as he was in in the prison. Um, and then when he died, um, when they did his autopsy, basically they're like he the coroner said he died under, um, quote, great mental strain. Wow. And an enlarged liver. <laughs> 
And enlarged liver. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but also <laughs> specifically said great mental strain. So I don't know how they could see the mental strain in an autopsy. I don't know either, but okay. he did. Um, and then uh, now there's, again, this is something I, I didn't think we'd have time for in this episode, but there is, um, there's a lot more stories of her ghost um, haunting the factory. Oh, wow. That's like a whole, again, like I said, that's the factory and, and the, their house. Hmm. So there's been some sightings of her there. Well, uh, I'm ready to give my opinion yeah, about the think? Sausage King. Uh, I believe that. So I, I'm, I'm betting that you are saying that the stress that he was under was caused by the ghost of yes. his wife. Well, I am going to say that killing his wife being convicted and having a life sentence was enough to cause the mental strain and therefore caused him to see his wife. So we have a difference of opinion in cause versus reaction and what, which one was which. Which came first? The chicken or the egg? Yes. Uh, well, I believe it would have to be the egg because the chicken is born, right? You don't just magically have a chicken. But how do you have an egg without a chicken? Anyways, we're not going to get into this right now. But, yeah, I believe that he was under a lot of stress. I mean, killing your wife in a sausage factory, actually being the sausage king of Chicago has to be has to be pretty stressful to begin yeah. with, right? Yeah. I mean, let's be fair. We eat a lot of sausage in Chicago. <laughs> we do like our so, sausage. <laughs> so, yeah, he's a sausage king. He's under a lot of stress. He kills his wife. That has to be pretty stressful. Well, he you was know? also under some financial strain at the time, which is oh, okay. part of it. Well, he was also having multiple affairs. Again, it is a long sounds story. Like, sounds like a very stressful life. Yeah, but then so, once you're in prison, what else is done? You're why are you stressed anymore? Like you're like you're just in prison now. Um, did you hear about the conditions? There were no toilets. There were no showers. You probably had to bathe in the yard. I'm not even. I like. I can't even understand. Like, what did they do? Did they have just a bunch of tubs in the yard that people would just <laughs> jump into? Like, I don't get the bathing situation well, I'm, I'm there. sure they had something. I, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, for, for most of human history. It sounds stressful, though. Yeah, but not as stressful as your wife haunting you. Maybe, but I think his mental condition caused him to believe that his wife was haunting him. Mm, so what's your rating? Zero. <laughs> Zero for the Sausage King. Okay. I, I, you know what? I need to hear testimony from the current Sausage King in order to to know what kind of stress that they went under. You know, I really think that we should have had an interview. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll leave that to you. To, okay. To we work need to on find that. if Sausage King, if you are listening to this episode, please uh, email us info at ghostlypodcast.com. Uh, which is also where you can send listener mail, by the way. Um, <laughs> and we, you know, we would love to have you on the show. We really need your evidence. We really need to know what happens to a sausage king. All right. So I'm going to give it um, a seven. A seven? Yeah, wow. I felt this was, or even even a 7.5. Uh, now I'm letting the, her, the other sightings of her ghost influence my vote a little bit. But this episode is about, is Julia I know, prison I know, haunted? I know. But I, it, I also actually, the bigger part too is the coroner. Like it's just, it's really weird reading his report. So, mm. um, so no, I, I do think he was, he was uh, haunted by his wife and that's what led to him, him dying. 
So okay, there you go. All right, you ready for the last one? Uh, oh, last one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. ready. Okay, so we meant you mentioned the riot. I did the, the 1975. Yeah, and I um, mentioned it a little. That was my story. It was kind of based on. Um, this next piece, mm-hmm. which is that a lot of times when they do ghost hunting, paranormal investigations at the prison, they claim to hear the ghosts from the riot. So this is from an article by um, a journalist named John Farrick. Um, and again, I'll post the link to his article. Um, but he went uh, on one of these investigations. Okay. So what, I think Chicago hauntings. Um, tours yeah. um, did it and there's a video on there um, okay. but basically they're they're doing a, they do a spirit box mm-hmm. and um, they claim in the mm-hmm. spirit box that you can hear uh, sounds of the prisoners rioting okay so um, the guide asked uh, are you guys rioting again and they hear get some video one of the spirits responded hmm. and then the guide said I am I am um, and then he says, at another point in our tour, the guides picked up another curious paranormal response. Given we were at Old Juliet Prison, the tormented vo- voice made perfect sense. It said, get me out. Um, so this author, this is what he says. He closes out his article. He says, based on Friday night's experience, I came away convinced that there are lots of disturbed and lonely spirits still trapped behind the creepy walls of the Old Juliet Prison. About the only thing they have going for themselves is that they're living here rent free. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, um, I'm going to say if these are ghosts, they're residual. As we heard in our Country House episode, residual are ghosts that are pretty much replaying the same thing over and over and over again. They're not intelligent because these answers don't seem like they are really answering the question Are you guys rioting again? Get some video. Mm-hmm. Okay. That doesn't answer that. And um, get me out. Get me out is, you know, what, yeah. Um, these spirit boxes, I, I don't trust that they are accurate. Well, this was, I will say, a very old, one of the old school. This is not like the new one that we heard about in the um, in the last episode with Country yeah. House. Like, this is one of those where, like, you can hear that it's a radio but there okay. are some pretty clear, you know, voices that come out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, it, you know, it's it's definitely an old school one. Yeah, I believe that there could be a lot of interference um, from, like, TV stations, radio stations, um, microwaves, things like that that could make sounds on these boxes. And we are interpreting these sounds to be that because we want to hear something and our brains are... Are great, um, are great at puzzles. We're great at solving puzzles, and we put our own conclusion to it. So we're we're putting those words in their mouth. Get some video. I mean, that has nothing to do with what they were just talking about. <laughs> so and get me out. Those are very short sentences that could be. You know, I'm sure it wasn't as clear as the ones that we heard from the country house were with their amazing spirit box that they have. Uh, so I'm going to say I don't believe that that this, I mean, I believe that it was just interference and they're just interpreting it that way. Okay, so what would you rate this then? I'm going to rate it a one. Oh, whoa. Whoa, <laughs> whoa stop the presses. 
All Pet right. rates a one. Pet rates a one. I'm going to give it a seven. A seven. Yeah. Okay. I do think that those riot ghosts, if there's anything in that prison, it's them. Because that was a very stressful time. Well, yeah. I mean, the whole time was pretty, you know, pretty stressful, I would say, for... Uh, I mean, prison is stressful, right? I, mean, I would think so, yeah. Yeah, Again, so... I don't know so, but I would imagine. Well, I think you should go to prison and find out. Well, I did... And I did see if you could find a sausage at the jail. Okay, did they seem stressed out? Yes, but they were... Because that's where they were awaiting trial, so they oh, were, okay. you know... Yeah. yeah. It was stressful. Well, some of these people were awaiting trial, 20,000 a true. year since yeah. 1960. Right. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. What are you, what are your overall ratings? Okay. So, my overall rating then for this one is going to be a six and a half. <laughs> okay. 6.5. I thought we weren't doing Oh, we were not anything. doing, we're not we, doing We halves. argue about this. That's fine. That's, I guess. I'll give it a seven. We I'll could give do, it a seven. We could do point whatever you want. We just need to start incorporating that in. I am going to rate this at a 0.0001. Okay. That's where your one comes from. from Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It translates into the, yeah, it's one one thousandths of a possibility. Okay. Um, All right. So I... Do you have anything else to add to the debate? Uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm ready for our next. All right. Well, that brings us to the closing arguments. This is our last chance to convince you to vote our way. We are each given one minute of uninterrupted time. We will time each other on our cell phones to keep each other honest. Rebecca, are you ready? I am. All right. Here we go. One minute on the clock and start. All right. Joliet Prison is definitely haunted. Uh, In addition to everything that you've heard about this place, after doing the research for this, while I don't know if we saw a ghost ourselves there, I do think that the evidence from paranormal investigations and uh, what's happened to these prisoners living there in these conditions that Pat's been talking about, uh, I just don't know how you don't have negative spirit energy there, that you don't have people living on loops uh, or ghosts living on loops um, at the prison. I just, I, I, it doesn't seem possible to me. I mean, I do I think that all of these stories are true? I don't. Um, but I do think that the riots um, and the Sausage King, um, there's just a lot of evidence with that. And uh, so I, I'm, I'm falling on the side of, of yes, maybe not the strongest yes I've ever had, uh, but certainly a yes. And I'm, I'm done. Oh, wow. You were done early. Yeah, I didn't you need still, much time. You still had two seconds left. Okay. All right. I'm ready whenever you are. All right. That. And go. So I am a man of science. Therefore, I do not take emotions into this. I will not come into a story and say, well, because of its history, then it has to be haunted. I look for real evidence within these stories. And unfortunately with this, uh, I do not feel that there is enough evidence to support any kind of, um, of haunting to this place. Yes, there were bad things that happened, but there's bad things that happen all over the place. And if we were to... If we were to say that ghosts are everywhere, bad things happen, there would be ghosts virtually everywhere, and all of us would have tons of experience with them. 
I do not believe it was haunted because I don't bring my emotions in. I'm done. Wow. All right. So thank you guys so much for listening. Please share us with your friends and family as word of mouth is our best advertisement. What's our best advertisement? Word of mouth. Definitely. So we will be back actually next week with another ghostly episode. We're doing five in a row. Yeah, this is number one of five. Yeah, although um, in October, we're going to be focusing on seances. So excited about this. Yeah, and the next episode is going to be amazing. We have a great interview with the medium uh, that does seances, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca did this interview. I haven't even heard the interview, so. Yeah, she is a wonderful woman who, go- she's very clear. I think we're all going to learn so much from listening to this interview. And then we'll bring in, of course, some of our own, you know, information yeah. as well. But um, but she's she's got some some great stuff to share with us. And she, she, um, heads a church that does um that talks to the dead on like a weekly basis, right? Yep. And we've actually been there. We have been there. Yeah. yeah. So uh so definitely tune in, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss anything all month long. And remember to vote. Yeah. And go to our website. Uh that's where you're going to find the polls, ghostlypodcast.com. Also while you're there you can actually submit a request for episodes too. Yeah, we finally created a place. We finally created a place. If you go under the episodes tab, you will see request a... Uh, Episode suggestions. Episode suggestions. You will see episode suggestions. Click on that. There's a form, simple form. You can fill it out. Less than five seconds. Yeah, we're making Send plans for next year. And we I'm, are definitely. I'm excited to get some great ideas. We've already, we've had a few... Uh, recently, and uh, I think we're. I'm, I'm looking forward to more. And right after um, Halloween, we are going to be doing an episode that was requested by a listener that was just so interesting that we were like, "No, we're doing this right away." Yeah, sometimes you might push something off of our predetermined schedule. <laughs> that we just get so excited about that. We're just like, "Ah, uh, we can't wait to do this one." So we're so, doing it now. Um, but. Until our next episode next Wednesday, stay ghostly. Bye.